0: Basically, it's a document storage, it's analytics, and it has a lot of sales elements.
1: Should I do this one product or two <laughs> products or three products? As,
0: m- <laughs> as many as you want.
1: In this dashboard, you have all the event styles, and all the upcomings, right? This is our event I actually after and booked me through this. What happens to the emails? So Webhooks allow you to uh, connect with a lot of other systems. This is brilliant. What happened with that link? You know, where were the visits? You know. The- how much time do people spend on the slides and
0: stuff. I really enjoy doing this because you learn quite a lot.
2: All right. Uh, another good video coming up. So this time we are gonna, we are having Venus from Shared Doc View. Uh, great to have you here. And um, my first question, I have a, I have it usually immediately there. Uh, what is it that your uh, startup or company does you know what, what what it does
1: yeah so it's a uh, simply it's a SaaS that allows anyone to upload a document on ShareW.com and then share different links on different marketing channels so that you can find out who is viewing downloading your documents also get leads email leads you can get them verified as well and um there's a lot of things that we can do actually like uh You can brand it like doc.yourdomain.com with a custom domain with CNAME. I actually don't know any competitor who does that. And you can find out how much time people spend on your slides or on your pages. So you can figure out where people drop off. So there's just, you know, a a ton of features. So the idea is like, don't send an attachment. Because once you send Mm -hmm. it out, you have no idea what people have done with the attachment. Send a document link.
2: Okay, cool. so it's basically the same that uh, when you're using HubSpot's uh, the email tracker, it's kind of like, you know, it lets you know when somebody has been opening your uh, emails and that way you can, you have more data to know that, okay, these guys are either making the decision or at least they've seen it and then you can continue talking with them. So basically the same idea, but just with uh, Google Slides or PowerPoints or, or etc. PDFs, yeah. PDFs. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, we actually had people switching over from HubSpot to us and they told us that basically there's a lot of features that HubSpot was missing mm-hmm. on a document sharing piece. I remember last time I tried it, basically you actually had to specify the email of a person you were going to share it with. But sometimes you don't have the email of the people. You want to get their emails, actually. You share it on your LinkedIn or on your whatever, under an email campaign and it gets forwarded. More people can be added. So, yeah, because, you know, as you know, AppSpot does a lot of things. So I guess they are not able to go as deep into into each thing that they do. Mm-hmm. So
0: if you think about your SaaS platform, basically it's a document storage, it's analytics, and also it has a lot of sales elements, right? You can embed a form or something so that you can collect emails yeah, it, and so. We don't have forms yet, but we do have
1: embed, so you can embed a presentation like SlideShare used to offer, this other tool that has kind of yeah. like gone away because it was told to script. And so if you are trying to embed a presentation where you want to get lead generation, ShareDoc.vRena is a really good option. I actually don't know other good options out there for that because docsin doesn't do it and Google Slides does not really allow any lead generation. So in terms of embedding, definitely one of the best solutions out there. And then, yeah, the other thing is the CNAME custom domain. So being able to have like docs, your domain.com basically takes our growth engine away and gives it to your company. Because anytime people have looked at your document, they could be like, wait, what does this company do? Let me go check their, their website.
0: You support, you mentioned PDFs and, and uh, slides and so forth. It kind of sounds like a sales tool, right? I think it's most useful when yeah. it comes to sales. So, so ha- like, has it been used by other you know, types of uh, people, professionals, or is it mainly sales?
1: Yeah, we've seen like kind of all sorts of people like, uh, consultants, trainers, uh, some lawyers, some VCs, um, you know, obviously some founders, basically anyone that is sharing, uh, even some people in the education field, anyone that will know who is accessing their documents, wants to have more control doesn't want well to just send an attachment right? I mean it's a pretty much a vanilla use case so it's, uh, it's definitely something that could be applied to most but definitely we are focusing more on the lead generation piece you know the sales enablement uh marketing sales uh type of use cases great
0: great uh wh- one thing that uh, well maybe you could tell us how did you come up with the idea how did you get oh I was just about yes, to ask that yeah. yeah how did you get started like and of course a little bit about yeah, yourself
1: so maybe I should say like Kind of, yeah, about myself. I was born and raised here in Southern Italy. And what really changed my life was actually uh, finishing my master at Helsinki. Oh, nice. It University. You, that's, so that's why you did yeah, the, yeah, That's why you yeah. said Finnish. Fine,
2: Finnish, yeah.
0: Yeah. Nice.
1: And then I became, yeah, which is self into economics, which then became Alto University for the non-Finnish people. And then, yeah, I really wanted to work in Nokia. So we did a business project with Nokia. And... Uh, mm. We want that, and then I applied to three jobs at Nokia and got all three because I was a freak about any kind of mobile phones and Nokia technologies. So I worked with Nokia for seven years in Finland, Germany, China, ended up in California for five years. And then I was trying to move from device, hardware, product management to software because I knew it was going to be impossible to build my own phone company, but it was going to be more possible to build my own software company. And um yeah, then we basically transitioned quickly to Microsoft after the acquisition, but I was, you know, kind of with my green card ready to go and, and kind of start the entrepreneurial journey. You know, typical first startup, uh, there were a lot of mistakes. We we built something in you know, the schools, university uh, education system, which just doesn't have enough money going around. And afterwards we just decided to kind of build stuff that, you know, for instance we've seen maybe already working uh in the us but maybe it was too expensive you know i had too many features it was too expensive you know actually the way share of you came about he said i did a, a big analysis on on DocSend and alternatives to DocSend. i published it on my linkedin where now i have about twenty thousand connections and and one guy uh he's bulgaria but has been living in mexico for 20 years he has a development a outsourcing firm he said hey cool you know kind of cool analysis why don't we build something better together I said, let's call. You know, I used to live in Mexico as well. I right? did a little exchange program there. We called. We really hit it off. And we kept building everything uh, remotely online Then COVID hit. So we incorporated a company with, with Stripe Atlas and, and just kept going from there. And I was just seeing, yeah, we just got our first 5,000 users. We decided not to want to raise kind of any investment or um, whether it's from angels or venture capital or whatever. Just want to keep growing the company and yeah that's that's kind of like the story of how it started let's say and about me
0: awesome that sounds that that's really interesting so basically you bootstrapped it right you used your own funds to start the company so so you don't do any any coding right it's your partner and his company that does that exactly yeah yeah all right all right
1: exactly and
0: where did you incorporate your company
1: uh with stripe atlas which is only available in delaware and uh yeah that's because you know he was based in mexico i'm actually both uh italian american citizen and i at the end of the day i think that if you want to build a company to sell globally yeah i think you know delaware and, and stripe atlas is one of the best options out there yeah. also people don't have to travel to a, to a specific location i think also if you ended up end up want, want to sell the company then you know again probably best location i would say but yeah happy to hear your thoughts if you have any other thoughts around the other location no know, that, for, no, for, I think uh, you made a, a good lower.
0: decision for sure good decision I never heard yeah, about Delaware Stripe Atlas big. I don't know if you Mikhail, heard about Stripe Atlas I have I have
2: I have I have and uh, I was actually planning to use it last year uh, but you know because we were planning to to go to the US uh, Stripe Atlas is really a convenient tool to 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 uh, Create your company, and obviously, yeah, delivery is the. I think they have the only delivery is the only uh, area that they that is possible to do.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, but they create really the entity for you, right? They create the entity for you, and then, like, what about like bookkeeping yeah. and all the other junk that you have to take care of? Do they do that? I think
1: they have some other, you know, they they have some other uh, providers that they can recommend yeah. you if you want to use them. Otherwise, you can find your own. Of course, like uh, I think there's a lot more providers in the of US course. than for than, than instance. I also had some friends who worked with Estonia, which was also good for uh, you know remote people and people building software for all over the world. But Estonia is a much smaller country, so the the amount of service providers is a little you know more smaller Apparently. like 300 times smaller right if you just consider the population. Uh, but yeah, that's also another kind of interesting place for sure. I mean, unfortunately, I, we, we also, I don't know if, I, if you saw this on my profile, but as I kind of got back here to Italy, a couple of developers approached me to say, yeah, why don't we build something? You know, we don't want to just get a job. We want to build something cool. And we built uh, book, which is basically a, a competitor of calendar. Mm-hmm. The way we differentiate right now, is not just being four times cheaper. You know, we started selling like $2 per month instead of $8 per month. But also we, we've done some integrations with uh, with web books uh, that I'm not even sure it's, it's available. Uh, we currently we have the affiliate program, so people can actually earn when when other people join. Uh, you can use Stripe and charge for your time for free. So with that team was based in Italy. We actually incorporated in Italy because you know, everyone was in Italy. Um, but the only good thing of like you know incorporating Italy is that if you incorporate in Southern Italy, there's some European funds. Uh, as suddenly Italy is still considered a poorer part of Europe, and well, it is, um, and and so that's that's one good thing about it of incorporating in Southern Italy.
2: Yes, yeah, makes sense. So you said that you have now like five thousand customers users right now in the yeah, uh, sure, yeah, view. yeah. Well,
1: so shared up view about five thousand on, on calendar book about three thousand, and we've been recently more and more we've been able to like you know. Cross sell in between, even though it's still still small amounts. But yeah, on the other side, like I've been I've been back in Europe for a bit, and of course, uh, you know, I own my own real estate. I don't have to pay a four k rent in San Francisco. Mm, that's convenient. It's, uh, yeah, it's even a lot bigger, and and so it's just like the timeline, the time horizon. It's, it's much more about doing something from now to ten years and, and doing it with our own strength. And uh, yeah, looking at the long term and, and and doing kind of like we want it. Um, um,
2: yeah that is really smart um yeah right now a lot of people they are just when they have a good idea they just try to find angel investors and then that just that is very uh time consuming and also you know when you are playing with others money you know you don't have that same kind of a freedom anymore so that's very smart to do it so what is your because you know especially like SaaS companies like this one uh usually getting users it's kind of a like a pretty tough task because just yeah. uh, the big competitors, they're just putting so much money in it. And, and so what was your growth hack? How did you get your first, let's say, 1,000 users? And and is there tips that you want to share?
1: Yeah, we just kind of realized that, you know, uh, when you just start off, you don't have your own strength in terms of sales and marketing. So there's a lot of other partners that just are dedicated to sell other people's software and so we worked with a with a bunch of companies that, that sell software for others, even taking like a, a big percentage. In fact, we don't have a problem giving like a big percentage just to partners as long as they help us grow. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's that's what we've done. You know, the we've done all sorts of stuff where it's like uh, even at the beginning, uh, still doing some of the lifetime deals that really helps you get first users that improve your platform. And, you know, some of the, these users have upgraded to, for instance, our custom domain, which is only for monthly and yearly subscribers. And I mean, it's, it's still it's still revenue plus, you know, I'm just all, all, all constantly looking for new distributors. So, for instance, I was at Mobile World Congress in Barcelona in February, I think kind of like the, the only conference I went to this year, because there's a lot of distributors that distribute phones, computers, and now also software. And so, yeah, really trying to rely on partners that dedicate themselves to selling software.
2: And uh, when you're talking about, you build revenue, and 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 when you're talking about partners, uh, they are basically affiliates, like it's affiliate marketers or they are actual, I think, like, I think they're actual like agencies or distributors.
0: In. Because I think uh, affiliate, your responsibility stops at the sign up. You just bring people to the sign yeah. up, and then that's it. But I think. Distributor is who is actually taking care of the customer as well and so forth. Right. But Vince, please correct me if I'm wrong. Or at
1: least they even take care of payment. Okay. So, you know, they actually sell for you and then they will give you whatever they make with your software. Right. So, you know, some of these companies, they make like, you know, over a hundred million, uh, just selling software. Another one I'm talking to, of course, it's much bigger. is like, they do like tens of billions, but of course the bigger the, the distributor the more time it will take for you to get in their channel. Um, and so we're like progressively moving upstream. But uh, yeah, I was just like actually just post the LinkedIn video about how I'm analyzing all this uh, channel ecosystem software uh, solutions, which is basically companies that work in this channel ecosystem. For instance, one um, it's called Partner Optimizer. Actually, already knew them, already spoke to them and they have a huge list of potential partners you can speak to and try to find deals so that uh, you can you can you can work with them so I'm really gonna kind of try to stay more and more focused on that meanwhile of course we try to build our own uh, kind of growth system and, and predictable like uh, customer acquisition acquisition systems we actually have built with one of the first developers I ever worked with a mail merge on Gmail uh, we just released it it's called salesports.com still early but we're actually going to release a feature that I've never seen anyone having which is batching so you can for instance, set up like you know 6,000 emails to go in the next month, uh, 200 emails a day and you just click once and the emails will also be personalized if you have the name and so on and they will go from your gmail into their inbox
2: we also uh, used mail merge quite much uh, some years back and now we use list which is even well that is isn't. Like a fantastic tool, so if you haven't checked it out, check that out. It's, uh, it's a French startup and uh, the best, best one of those one-to-one email uh, outreach tools that is right now. Does do
1: the emails go out from your Gmail yeah. or or do they go out from
2: their? Own no, no, your Gmail, your, your Gmail. You okay. you uh, integrate your uh, Google works, uh, Workspace with with them, and uh, they use your. Uh, account to to do it and then you you know if you're opening a new one like if you have a new account a new new uh, domain you can use their lemworm which is the the tool that they use to warm it up your uh your gmail so that you know your stuff can actually go to the primary inbox and you know skip all these filtering uh tools what, what microsoft and google usually have in their email providers
1: Cool, cool, cool.
2: Yeah, I heard about them. I was definitely followed their their CEO
1: on LinkedIn, but I never actually got got to try them. So maybe I should at some point.
2: We we use it a lot. It's a fantastic tool we, with all, all of our customers. We use it, so you know, can really recommend it. Okay. And what do you guys do, by the way? You. <laughs> Is this a good
1: time to tell of course, uh, of, course yeah.
0: of course of course we jumped right in we jumped right in and uh by the way i really i really enjoy doing this because you learn quite a lot so you know thanks for the tips as well i already put partner optimizer on and stripe atlas and whatnot so this is really useful But uh, basically we are both in marketing and maybe mikhail can tell about his company a little bit but Basically, what I do is I have a growth marketing agency in Finland, and I also have multiple startups where I'm involved and trying to do exactly what you do. So this is uh, there is maybe a selfish reason for doing these interviews as well, so that we can learn and network and so forth. But that's pretty
2: much about me. What about you, Mikael? Yeah, the same thing. We also have a growth agency, and and whereas Artem is more into technical stuff and, and, you know, coding parts and all that we are more in, in B2B sales and, and, you know, digital marketing parts. We do, we do like, uh, like low code, uh, solutions, obviously, but yeah, we are more in the, uh, non-technical parts, more inventing how to, how to create new funnels for, for our clients. And, and, you know, usually we provide B2B clients. That's the biggest part. What are your, your websites? Growthland.co. Growth? Growthland.co. Yeah.
1: Growthland. Yeah.
2: And mine yeah. There's a, we are, we are located yeah. in Estonia and Artem's is uh, oh. in Finland. Yeah. And, uh, I'll send my link in the chat because it's a
0: little bit more, it's harder. I think to type. than Danielians ventures.
1: Okay. Got it. That yeah. Maybe I've seen this mm-hmm. before. yeah and uh do you have any questions for me or should i ask no 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 no
0: no (laughs) No, we (laughs) we can continue with your stuff yeah so uh, i think at this point it'll be awesome if maybe you could uh demo your product a little bit because the the idea is that we want people to learn about your product learn about you your company and many times it's really hard to get a grasp on like how does it really work so maybe if you could demo it that'd be lovely
1: should I do this one product or two <laughs> products or three products? As ma-
0: <laughs> as many as you want, as many as you want. You know, it's 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 all good. We'll have to uh, know yeah, all of your products. Okay, yeah,
1: I'll, I'll try to be quick. And luckily, they're not like you know, they're not hard to use. At least that's what we hope. And then they are kind of like not complicated in terms of what what they do. So this is showing you again, you know, more sales with powerful doc links. You can log in with uh, kind of your Gmail, uh, LinkedIn, or just a normal email. This was, for instance, a brochure uh, of a, of a, of a, sorry, of a company that I was looking at their website there. It's fine that they open like this, their brochure open like this, right? So in this case, you see, there's no branding, no lead generation. I could just download it and that's it. But if you use instead view, and you upload it here then you can do all sorts of stuff with this document once it once it's on the platform you could say you know anyone can view it uh, but not download or actually let people download it by way ask for an email to view it or actually you know ask for an email to download it this is actually a feature that i've never seen before uh, from others and then you can ask people even to verify the email get notifications for the downloads you can select a watermark or not if the document is confidential, you can put a password or you can say, you know, I'm just sharing it with them and, and it. Right. And then you can do this campaign. It's like, you can call it like LinkedIn. So, you know, that it's going over on LinkedIn. Now you have this link. And if I open an incognito window, I'm going to show you kind of like what happens, you know, for other people. They will see the document right away. But then if they want to, if they want to uh, download it, they will have this uh, landing page and help to you know give your email. We actually have also uh, Google One Tap Sign In. This only works when you're not in a window and you're uh, kind of signed up in there. But so now you'll actually be able to see like kind of you know uh, what's what what happened with that link. You know were the visits. You know how much time did people spend on the slides and stuff.
0: Can you see what slides? Can you see what slides did they did yeah. actually, you know, view? Ah, okay.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. So you'll be able to see like how much time was spent. Yeah. So in the first ah, okay, the, okay. The second time, I, I hit it, you know, because it uh, was having trouble loading. Then you just actually ended up going on, on slide four and didn't watch the whole presentation. So you can see people that didn't watch it all. And then as you get this uh, email leads. You, we have integration with 5,000 apps via Zapier, so you can kick off to yeah, automatic I email. A, via... I was
2: actually about to ask, that, do you have a Zapier uh, connection possibility, yeah. but yeah, you obviously know, we still have this great Yeah, so um, with Gmail, with MailChimp, with
1: Slack, you know, really any, anything, you name it. Then we have also reports, so that you can see, like, okay, which uh, documents are being uh, downloaded or visited the most, and even, like, which campaigns. You can add your team, and then, you know, if you're on Gmail, you can open Shadow View anywhere with the with the Chrome extension that you can download for free. And then finally, in terms of branding, you can add the watermark for, for a document. You can change the branding in this part, top left, so it almost becomes like a white-label software, and even the logo the can take you to your website for more leads and more generation, more visitors, and you can change the color of this part it's green part now cool
2: pictures so by the, right? the, uh, sure. the pro team is that a, is that the pro team uh plan you have so that that allows you to uh yeah actually this was like well. the
1: individual this was the individual plan because the, the pro team will have actually five uh team members and you can yeah. have shared team folders or, or private ones and then what what we have which is also really interesting for for larger companies which we work with larger companies but we've also added a few cool customers that have few employees but they really wanted to so you could have like docs dot you know what's your name like uh Ventures, Danilis Danilis. Yeah, right? Yeah. or docs dot Roland.co and that basically steals our growth engine because we've actually been growing you know this is definitely like uh we chose a product that has a virality and a key factor what they call it so it
2: just keeps on growing on its own but uh, yeah that, that's pretty much about uh share it with you. So why it's so cheap? So this is the, this is the thing, you know, this is suspiciously yeah. uh, cheap. What's going on? Yeah. It seems like to, a great pro- product.
1: Yeah. To be honest, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's how we started it. Right. We definitely spoke many times about pricing without with with my GoFunders. We really want to make it like really a no brainer to do, but also, you know, if you look at like Canva pricing, like Canva offers like so much stuff, right. And mm. it's like you you need to be able to compete uh, with with them as well, right? So uh, the whole point why we started is that we felt the the pricing of our competitors in the US was too high. We think there's like you know five billion people connected to the internet, so the opportunity is just larger. And yeah, that's why we're keeping the prices lower. The price gets that's higher true. for custom domain. It does depend on the customer, but you know it, it's definitely higher than than, than here yeah. and really. And, like, uh, speak to each customer to figure out what's how, depending really how many employees they have. Um, but we kind of want to
2: make this a no brainer for people, right? Yeah. I am mean, like, exactly. Uh, what happens to the emails that people, you know, if, if you're putting it that they need to give your email to have a possibility to download it? So, what happens to the emails? Do you collect them or are or... Is there a database for yeah, the
1: emails, the emails go definitely, you know, go in the Group system, but you know, they are available for any any users here on the leads area. So okay. of course, uh, you know, they, they can contact we need to be able still to contact them, you know, our lawyer advises because if there is anything like an issue with the systems and suspicious links, we need to be able to to interact with also leads that have been added to our platform. Yeah. Uh, but but really, like each so each user has its own leads, and and then with the integration sense, we've with all other systems, and you know keeps the gets the marketing automations going.
0: Yeah, makes a lot of sense. I also noticed that on your enterprise plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah go sorry. ahead. Sorry, sorry, Vince. Yeah, so on your enterprise yeah. plan, you mentioned that uh, there is a dedicated server, and that kind of seems a little bit odd. Uh, so. Um, Dedicated server. So basically, uh, for your enterprise customers, you have a dedicated server so that there are no other customers on that server. So for, for privacy reasons so for resource allocation, yeah. like what's the deal behind that? Yeah,
1: for privacy reasons. Also, because when we set up CNAME, which is quite kind of complicated and a bit manual still, uh, we can easily like just assign in a separate instance on AWS So some larger customer asked us that they just want like all their data in one place, but they should be accessible by them as well at the AWS level, and so that's why we have that.
0: Ah, okay. So you you deploy your solution on customers' infrastructure, right? Or on a separate AWS
1: instance, which can be accessed by the specific customers if they want to have like deeper level of integration. Okay.
0: Okay. 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 That's that's um, yeah. that's really really interesting. Uh also if I may ask some nerdy questions. So like what is your yeah. tech stack? Like what did you use to power the SaaS service? I know definitely we're using AWS in
1: the background and then we're using UPS. In the, in the front end. Okay. But that's what I remember off the top of my head. I do have a tech stack document somewhere. for just No, the don't first worry. You don't I, have to pull I,
0: up your tech, you know, tech stack finally, document.
2: Finally, we have a non-tech uh, founder in this uh, podcast. Uh. Because we usually always have the tech tech people. Uh, thanks, Artem. Yes. Yeah, so, 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 so I was can was geek getting, out getting getting with them.
0: To... But, you know, now
2: it's. Yeah. Yeah. And that, then, you know, I usually zoom out just because I don't, I don't, you know, yeah. I, I understand some, but, <laughs> As, as I'm not a developer, I really, you know, yeah, I, I always have a hard time with this one. So, uh, that, la, that's yes, At yes, <laughs> that is true.
1: <laughs> so if you want, I can show you this very quickly. Please do. Uh, Calend book, Calendly competitor. Basically, you know, as you see, one of the insights that we have, we have to have less splits, you know, whenever I was using Calendly other similar solutions, I was always doing too many clicks. In this dashboard, you have all the events types, and all the upcoming. So right? this is our event actually after and booked me through this and it worked and it was great uh thank god i went and read the notes because i thought i was gonna have to join at zoom i was so tired and uh, of course you know if you want to change anything here you can we just added like uh you know we have zoom uh the app uh integration you can redirect to your own domain we just added stripe so actually even free users can charge for their time for fuses we just add a euro or dollar extra just uh to make it uh you know then Premium customers gonna have that dollar extra by, from our side. Of course, you can ask questions, you know, set up the days and so on. Uh, that's pretty standard. Um, and then we get, we allow up to ten calendar connections right now. Only Google is only Google accounts, but soon like Outlook and so actually also standard emails. And then actually Calendbook has got a lot in terms of integration. So we mentioned Stripe, uh, Zoom, Zapier, which we already spoke about it, and then Webbooks. So, Webhooks allow you to uh, connect with a lot of other systems yes. that actually tend to be a little cheaper than, than Zapier. They're a little more geeky as well, but potentially even more powerful. And then, of course, you can invite your team if you get more licenses, uh, or of course, you can embed into uh, your website. We actually recently went live on, uh, on Wix, and it's actually like, quite interesting uh to be there it's definitely a great platform for us we we just launched but you know it's just an easy way to add calendar book to your weeks website and the other really cool thing about calendar book is that we have like really a, a like i think now it's over 330 people that are voting on our uh public roadmap and so they're really telling us what to do so really for instance in terms of some of the stuff we've done the questions with a lot of votes on that the, the web books the zoom integration so we, the stripe of course
2: i really like how you use uh trello as as you know showing publicly your uh, roadmap and this is you know all, all the people who are thinking about growth hacking uh, this is one very good example on how to create this social uh Engagements in, in a way that you actually get your users to participate. And I've actually never seen anyone use Trello as uh, as uh, o- open roadmap stuff. This is brilliant, very, very smart. I remember this lady from Front App.
1: I uh, actually met her in San Francisco. They they got a great SaaS and they made the roadmap public on Trello. So I actually saw it from oh, her and I smart. was like, we've done it for all of our products. Yeah. Actually, now she's using. Uh, aha ideas it's uh dedicated company to be honest I still prefer Trello you know because it's a lot more visual. Oh. I think uh, one day when we have enough extra resources to throw I would love to build a, a dedicated version for this and maybe it's like completely integrated into our website so people don't have to get out to Trello or sign up for a different thing. Um but yeah that's uh, that's kind of all. that's it for now in terms of in terms of current book. And then, you know, in terms of, like, uh, yeah. sports, it's still, like, kind of relatively young, but uh, it's uh, it's definitely there. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever use like, strict or strict or any other of this, uh, yeah, Chrome extension. So basically the idea is that uh, I was really, I really was spending, like, too much time in terms of uh, importing and exporting um different information. So what was happening here was... was the foreign... um, So let's do like a test, right? And maybe let's go and uh, categorize some some spam emails to, to write to spammers. Um, so what Salesforce is cool is that you the CRM is really on, on a Google sheet. So you don't have to import, export, and you could just copy paste. Uh, emails in there the only thing is that right now there's a little catch up oh investor intro oh, okay yeah we're not really interested i will add them to the spam so <laughs> this is so funny uh so we add this in here right it's going to be added to our uh crm there you go right i could decide to like here you know let me select this guy for like an in, in email that I want to send you know maybe I could tell them hey you are actually in my spam folder are you, are you legit or not I'm just building a a, a a use case for this but of course it's, it's not the best um, just also to use data that probably we don't really care about so and then let's say once you have two people you could actually start a mail merge right so we already selected the people because we already selected this, these boxes and then after you select the people you could say like You know, uh, you went in spam. Hi, you went in my Hmm. spam folder. So then I have a preview, and then, you know, I could like email these guys. And I can either do it in you know ten minutes or two hours, twenty four hours, and soon it's gonna be available also this batching so that if you have like a lot of emails, you can say send like fifty emails every sixty hours or something. And you know, that, that could out to send like up to in the next thirty days. So one time click and it's done for next thirty days. And yeah, of course you can add different variables, right? From from this Google sheet. If you add there, if you want to add their names or or like whatever else, yeah, for some time show you with the name here um, so that will give us a new preview with the name the iit global network and also what we added right now is that we have like a chat gpt integration so that it's gonna provide you a better uh subject and i think even i'm not sure yet the better body uh oh i have to pay for it it's a premium feature yeah that's the prerequisite because as you know like ChatGPT stuff
2: is expensive so yeah uh, for sure uh, yeah, it's, so yeah it's but not, it's like free the, to use it in this kind of, of yeah you know, a lot of people yeah, they exactly. think that because you know for consumers you know you can get the uh, free version as well but they don't realize that ChatGPT is actually uh, that G P T is expensive when you're using it yeah part of, uh, actually i'm glad i was demoing this tools. because while demoing this i realized that probably we want a page in between that explains hey you
1: know this feature is premium because charging it is expensive if you want to yeah. uh, pay for it here uh but th- as you see this is still rough around the edge it's still a kind of v1 of, of the product uh but you know we actually what was cool is that we actually built this kind of like for our own use because we just you know we realized we we're going to spend a lot more money sending a lot of cold emails with other people's tools so we said let's build a tool that we're actually going to like really use ourselves, um, and so now with batching, we're definitely gonna gonna use it more. Uh, but yeah, of course, we're making it available to to other professionals and, and small companies that just need to get started with their with their lead generation. So and, and communicating to their leads.
0: So a question that I had, uh, you know, regarding all these three products, who is in charge of your UX and UI? That's definitely an area that you know leaves a lot to be decided, especially for this
1: last one. Uh, we are definitely like super super scrappy we also do believe that it's just better to like get it out get get the work done get get the tech done well and even like verify the business although the business we really it's it's kind of like we go on stuff that we know people are using and then we just try to so definitely design it's, it's an it's an area that uh, you know as we have more resources maybe even to share across this maybe we could have a dedicated designer that works across three different products maybe even tries to Integrate them a little bit, cross sell them more. So uh, we basically the answer is like we don't really have anyone. Anyway, the the front end for kind of, it's better. One of the our front end developers is been really like learning a lot via this uh, UXCEL dot com. It's like little Duolingo for UX people. I, I think Share of View is like okay, but still definitely could could use some help. And then yes, of course, definitely needs a lot of work. So. Achilles heel spotted.
0: Yeah, so I, I of <laughs> course I uh, I didn't mean anything by it. I just wanted to I just wanted to understand you know how do you approach user experience because you are kind of creating products for yourself in a sense, right? Like you are the user, you are using it. So I was just wondering, you know, how do you do the the UX UI? But uh, obviously, obviously, once you have more resources, I think it kind of makes sense. But one thing that came to my mind. Um, because some of your products are very inexpensive, right? Have you considered having a lifetime price? Like, right? Like you? Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Please. Yeah, yeah. We have. Uh, we had life, lifetime prices uh, for all the you know, some of the partners that sell through lifetime prices. So, so yeah, we we've done that as well. And then we constantly like keep changing prices and increasing and and so on. So we're experimenting all sorts of things with pricing. Actually, the. The first little book i wrote is not very good but it was about pricing fast pricing and um, definitely changing pricing and try different strategies at the core of what i believe
0: yeah yeah that that makes sense that makes sense uh have you done any kind of like seo optimization for your products because in many cases that is a pretty good way to get customers yeah, we've done probably shared
1: of view more because we have a blog sharedofview.com/blog uh, where there is like uh, we've been featuring a lot of like LinkedIn top influencers. I'm seeing that there's some decent amount of traffic coming from some of these guys that have like uh, a lot of followers. Maybe they're highly searched on on Google. And um, actually, to check one of them. So yeah, we've we've done definitely definitely some some of this, but think one one of the things i'm looking at and potentially could be other product that i'm seeing i don't know what you guys think about it maybe i'll ask you guys is there an opportunity that's what i'm wondering about of building a product that helps you uh automatically in a smart way build a lot of blog posts with ai um and just get them out of course maybe a human will go and check and improve uh but that's something i'm wondering about i wonder if you guys think there's an opportunity there
2: there is an opportunity, and most likely there's going to be a lot of these kind of tools coming out yeah. real fast. Uh, Jasper and AI yeah, was one of the first ones that were kind of allowing to do that, and uh, they have their own AI. AI uh, they are not using uh, ChatGPT. Uh, yeah, I mean uh, that is that is a that is a uh, thing that you should definitely get into yeah if, it's if a gold you know, rush because kind that's gonna of. be a big thing. everybody
0: is trying to make yeah. one uh i really like koala.sh uh, for content creation and the reason for that is that it actually uses um, um, serp data from google to kind of understand the competitors for the keywords you're trying to rank for and uh, koala also has api so you could actually automate like the whole thing uh, koala also has access to Gpt4 via API so you can use gpt4 to create uh optimized content and uh, it's very much um, geared towards SEO so there are a lot of features good for SEO
2: uh koala says that they use gpt4 but is that is that possible already right yeah, yeah I yeah. think it's yeah uh, some 3. companies 5. some companies
0: the... have access to Gpt4
2: well, see, they, they already do have the
0: access to the four yeah uh, in the playground, right? Okay, cool. Since you traveled the world, worked in different places, uh, you know, why did you choose to go back to Italy?
1: Yeah, that was actually, I, I think
0: I didn't go from, uh, yeah, food, like yeah, food, like family, food, like number one. Yeah.
1: But yeah, definitely, just like a lot of, you know, I was 20 years away, so I was in Rome for three years in, in an international high school, five years in Milan, 12 years abroad, so that makes it 20 years. So, after 20 years, I really missed it. So, uh, I got my US citizenship and I said, you know, let me go check out how how Italy looks. So, I felt like a foreigner back here in Southern Italy. And then, yeah, I think the weather is great. It's it's been a little too hot last couple of summers, even hit 44. So, I was about to melt. But aside from that, the weather is great over, you know, it's like very sunny. It's one of the sunniest parts of Europe. It's actually very safe, you know, contrary to what maybe some people think, you know, Southern Italy mafia actually most of the criminals, they're like doing macro stuff, they're doing like bank heists and you know, after like Casa de Papel, we're all behind, we're all behind bank, bank. We're, we're like all, all fans of those so safe, safe, safe. <laughs> so it's very safe as well, great weather, great food of course for me, it was family you know, even just speaking my own language when I go out and just, when I go get a coffee here, it's just absolutely mind-blowing even for my yeah. guests actually now I have a guest from London uh, that is like joining as a you know, SDR. so we're doing like some training here and, and, and you know, having I have a huge house, almost like 400 square meters. That would have costed like tens of millions, I guess, in California. <laughs> but it was yeah. a lot cheaper here. Um, mm. So, it really, like, I saw a lot of really big pluses in terms of being back. but And I, I feel bad in a way. But, you know, mentally now, I feel like I'm in some tech conference right now with you guys. You know, like, uh, and it's awesome. So, we're always all here connected. I recently got the uh, Gigabit... Uh, uh, what do you call internet it? connection internet connection fiber optic. so that's like that's amazing a, right there and unfortunately my iPhone camera was not working with the solution for the oh, okay. what do you call that continuation Continuous. technology
2: Continuous. but I, I have I have it here working it you know so yeah it, 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 maybe you just have to allow some some kind of settings or something yeah,
1: yeah. but you know it's just thing like we TV really, and really the other thing is that you know, without all the conferences to go to all the little events that were, for instance, in the Bay Area, I have so much more time to actually focus on work and work on a product and work on, you know, the the growth and sales strategies versus uh, go out and and just
2: meet people or worse, to be honest, for me, investors. Because do you you think it's worth it to like right now go to Silicon Valley and, and, you know, take part of all these little, you know, Happens, i happens think it event. could be
1: fun for maybe if you're in your 20s it could yeah. be fun in terms of discovering and so on but i really do think right now you can discover all of it just you know if you have enough people on your LinkedIn if you look at the news uh if you try out the stuff you need a lot of time in the back office to actually try the stuff and do the work you know I think too much too many people i would see them hopping from one event to the other they wouldn't end up raising money because they were always there asking people blah blah blah, blah pitching and pitching but then really a lot of this company, I think also failed because they didn't put in enough work, right? And, and I've seen first in some conference of some friends of mine in San Diego, there's a little bit more quiet place. They have raised money from San Francisco, but they were like in San Diego, a little bit less demand, a little bit more time to focus on the actual yeah. product and work. And, and so I see the similarity. And I lived in San Diego is great, but as much as it felt like, home, there's nothing like where you were originally from, That you were spending your first 14 years of your mm-hmm. life so that's why I'm doing something similar to my friends in San Diego just, just being in a quieter place and just... yeah
2: yeah you know you're absolutely right with it, that one and that's why I wanted to ask what is your opinion in that one because uh, that is uh, it's not only single value uh, I think it's, it's really now comes to all the startup hubs in, in the whole world I mean, like for example Helsinki uh, obviously it's not that big as, as, as the most of the places but it's really like well you know it because you've been living there uh And there's a lot of these small events and uh mainly it kind of feels that it's you know comic con stuff that people are addressing as uh, some sort of like comic you know act actors and et cetera <laughs> so it kind of feels like it's ch saying just for the entrepreneurs <laughs> and you know they participate they have these like it's uh uh just acting like an entrepreneur but it's not actually doing the the real work well what is thing that makes you sure that you get to the you know investing rounds and all that so yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you have to balance.
1: You yeah. you know, you, Maybe you can go a few times, go to a few select ones, and it's it. For I do yeah. think Slash is, is a great event. I did go there when I first got back. It was definitely, yeah. I learned a lot. It was definitely very inspiring. But I was also yeah. like, you know, I wish Slush could have a more focus on bootstrap startups and oh, so yeah. more focus on allowing startups to meet, to cross-sell, allowing startups to meet distributors. I think right now it's still all the narrative is about, you know, you build a startup, EC see pitching uh investments and so on and sure i think that's yeah. a track but for first it's I saw talk.
2: yeah it's, talk. it's
1: another event about sas and they had a bootstrap uh founder stage which was great i was actually supposed to speak there as an mc Unfortunately, i got cough and i was destroyed i was standing there <laughs> listening but i couldn't speak um but it was it, i think that's what we need to change narrative a bit That i'm seeing Quite a few other founders trying to trying to change it but it's uh, it's gonna take a lot of work still did you oh, yeah. did you see there yeah.
0: is a microconf it's a community for bootstrapped SAS founders it's kind of a conference and there are a lot of like videos and there is community and all that good stuff and it's all around smaller bootstrapped SAS founders so could be interesting could I be interesting. Yeah, it organized think... I
2: think so I've seen, where, where it looks like they're going to have
0: one in, in
1: Europe, in Lisbon, mm-hmm. on the 1st and 3rd of, of mm-hmm. October. I always like to give a conference, like a first go at least, you know, like just to see how it is. Uh, for instance, I was invited to speak at GITEX Africa next May me in Marrakesh, because I'm really interested in like Africa and uh, finding more distributors there. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, I've also been trying to focus on conferences where I can go and speak um, a that's maybe one perk of having those twenty-seven thousand followers on LinkedIn. That you know, if she you do know, some good post, they might have some some decent marketing for free. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's been also my strategy in terms of event view and try to speak there as
2: much as possible.
0: Yeah, uh, one question that I have, and I think we can start wrapping up. Uh, one question that I had is that you got your uh, U.S. citizenship, right? Yeah. So uh, U.S. has this weird policy where you are liable. Uh, like for like you're liable for tax uh, from global income from anywhere in the world. D- didn't that kind of like, is, isn't that not very well, optimal? Yeah, that's
1: always still like, there's a bunch of people who give up their US citizenship for that reason. You know, if you live in a country like Italy, that has a double inca- income taxation agreement then you know, kind of whatever money you pay to Italy, then, it's, you know, you don't have to pay it double again to US within a certain threshold. I've also heard there's like uh, talks and discussions to try to get rid of that because I think it's the only country in the world that does it. And I think there's always been, there's always more and more American citizens that live abroad that have been, uh, you know, kind of, it's been, their life has been made too hard to live abroad. And also a lot of them gave up their citizenship. So, you know, you lose citizens with with that. So it's a little, but uh, yeah, so far it's been fine. But uh, I do understand why some people picked that up at some point. Yeah. For me, also on the other side, when when, when there was like some threats of wars in Europe, I was like, I'm glad I have it, because if it gets worse, it's like... You can escape. I know to where to go. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's crazy and sad to think about this stuff. No, I'm, but it's like, um, jokes aside, and I mean, it was not really a joke, that... Cro- that was the only time I crossed my mind to like yeah, yeah. go back, but it's also like, you never know how it is in your life. Right now, I'm feeling very happy in Europe. Uh, but you know, you never know if of course something changes if you feel like going back and just having that option is, is just great.
0: Yeah, and and maybe, you know, uh, your business will grow and you will move maybe to US because of availability of maybe funding or whatever that is. It's it's really good to have multiple passports, you know. You can start collecting them at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I to That's be honest, the moment I got my I'm the moment I got that second passport, I felt
1: like very lucky, but also I felt like, you know, I was like, wow i there's some countries in Africa that, you know, people are not allowed to go anywhere basically without a visa, right? So it's, like, uh, it's really a world that is, like, so different, right? If you have a European passport, U.S. passport, it's so much better. If you have both, even better. But it's, like, it it really made me feel like I hope one day in the future or maybe when we go to Mars, we'll just be citizens of Mars and maybe one day in the future we'll be citizens of the world and that's it. You know, it's, like, uh, just uh, create an evil, uh, even playing field uh, not evil.
0: <laughs> yeah, hopefully not evil. Um, yeah. You
1: know, yeah, exactly. Just that. That, but of course, we we still have, as we don't, you know, we need like to go there, but there's still too many differences across uh, certain people, especially our older age. You know, uh, that they can get along well together like we can us geeks. But um, yeah, let's see. Maybe maybe Mars will just be citizens of Mars. So are you guys going? <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I think well, it's gonna be off. a one way ticket. <laughs> so you really have to think about it. <laughs> I need to ask my wife. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, if you are... Little... I'll wait for a few missions to go and maybe come back and I'll... I'll yeah. Once, once they open little Italy there, maybe then Vince, maybe then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or if we know there's an asteroid coming over, then, then time to go. Yeah, of
0: yeah, course. Then I'm going to be course, the first. Of course. Uh, but I think uh, we can uh, we can wrap up on this lovely note you know going to Mars and all that good stuff Uh, Vince it's been a tremendous pleasure I learned a lot it was really really interesting to talk to you I will definitely contact you on LinkedIn reach out in future maybe if there is anything you can do and uh, yeah and if you need some help with the UX UI uh I can I can try to help you as well if there is a need at some point.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's definitely let's definitely talk as well more one on one. Try to share even some more and uh, yeah, look, look forward to to connect also on LinkedIn. Mikael, feel free to send a connection as well.
2: Of oh, course, so, of yeah, course. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. Thank you so. Um, thank thank you, 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 you very much. Kitos palio. <laughs> all
0: right, all all right. right. and <laughs> have a wonderful, wonderful week. Take care. Bye.